Welcome back. Uh, this is a special episode that we have today uh, for the Destination Morocco podcast. Um, unfortunately, uh, we're going to be talking about what just happened a few days ago in Morocco. We, the whole episode is going to be about earthquake. What's going on in Morocco? How is it impacting travel? And how is it impacting uh, the bookings that we have and the reservations that we have for a lot of the guests that are going to be traveling this month? all the way to December 2023. And by the way, September is the busiest month for us. Yeah. So it's heavily impacting us as well. There's, uh, we have been receiving a lot of calls, emails, DMs uh, from people want to help, from people having concerns and having a lot of questions. So we're here today, me and Ted. Ted, welcome back. I want to answer as, as many questions as possible and just give you the latest updates yeah, this is, uh, well, we're recording this um, the night before we had a regular episode scheduled to come out. We put that on hold, of course, given what's happened. And I, I know lots of people listening and watching, it's uh, probably all kinds of questions and about what, what things are like in Morocco. And I certainly did too, uh, you know, just in getting a hold of Asdeen over the last 24 hours or so. And I mean, it's just incredible, the shock of this, and so unexpected. Like, Morocco's not used to having these kinds of earthquakes, are, are they? No, not at all, Ted. Um, the last severe earthquake that we had was 1961. Uh, mm -hmm. It happened in the coastal city of Agadir, and the, the, uh, the casualties were 15,000. After that, we have one in 2004, uh, a light one uh, in the city of Husseima, which is located in the Mediterranean part of Morocco. And there was about 219 casualties. But this one in Marrakesh is very different and very strong. Um, yeah. um, the thing is, the, the earthquake did not hit in Marrakesh, but it hit in the mountains. Mm -hmm. So, um, and unfortunately, because the, the severely affected areas are the villages close to that mountain. So it just, in some villages, it just leveled everything. Yeah. And then people felt it throughout a major, big part of Morocco, throughout Casablanca, Sawera, Fas, uh, Rabat, Salah. So the impact of the quake, the earthquake was massive. Um, yeah. yeah. My first question to you was how, what kind of information you've had from your staff? How are they doing? Because you're in Houston, but you've got yes. your office. People and the uh, listeners will know Sam, who's your office manager, and, and the other staff there. So how are they doing? The office in Marrakesh has been damaged, so I'm not sure if we can go in or not. Mm -hmm. uh, Sam, his house is damaged, so he has been advised not to go inside. Uh, has not the same way. Uh, her house uh, has been damaged as well. Um, my staff, the rest of the team, I have Abdel, you know, he's from Imlil, but he lives in Marrakesh. So his house is completely gone. His sister's house is completely gone. Abdul Wahad, Abdul Tahmim, in um, you know, he's not hurt. Luckily, nothing happened, so just a little bit shaken. So my family, uh, I'm very fortunate, very grateful, um, no damages. Uh, everybody that I know, no loss of life. Um, I spoke with my dad in the mountains, he's good. Okay. Uh, my village has been affected, and all the surrounding villages as well, uh, in yeah. 
Now, that's a good point because people are wondering, well, where your family's from, and we've heard you talk a bit over the episodes about Tulouette in that area. But just to put it into context now of when we hear in the media for sure and where the villages that are really affected, where your family is is a little bit further away from what I understand. Yes, my family, most of them live in Marrakesh. I have my sister in Rabat, which is affected. Mm-hmm. I have my cousin in Casablanca, which is affected as well. Then I have my dad in the mountains. Um, luckily, nothing happened to, to, to the farm, to the house, mm-hmm. but it's the villages where I grew up. That's where we have our grandpa's house. And also, it's really sad in a way because in, in the tour that we just finished, that's where we filmed the, the Berber experience. Um, oh, yeah. And now it's, it's gone. So it's, um, it's damaged. Yeah. Well, we want to touch on a couple of things here. It's maybe a shorter episode, and we're kind of just winging it here because we're all just responding. And that's the thing. It's been roughly 48 hours as we're talking here since all this happened, but there's going to be more and more information, of course, over the next few days and the next few weeks. So what we really want to focus on here is uh, what people can expect if they have a trip planned to Morocco, if they've already made a booking, if they're thinking about it. You know, Is it even still possible to go? Of course it is, but we'll get into that. And the second thing is what people can do to help. And just with what you and your team have organized thus far, there will probably be more information, you know, as I say, in the days to come. But that's the second thing is what people can do to help. But let's start with, like, if, yeah, people are already planning to go and they're, you know, thinking about is it still possible, uh, what's your response to that if they're at that stage? We have, we have people already in Morocco that they have booked with us, they paid for their trip. And the areas that are affected, um, that's not where we at. I mean, the city is still open, travel is still open to Morocco, the airports are still open, yeah. the, uh, the hotels, Riyadh, the ones that are not being affected or damaged in the old Medina, they are open. Um, the, the other thing is uh, the attractions, like uh, Majoral Gardens are open, other attractions are open, the venues are open. So we can still go and do those uh, site visits. So oh, yeah. um, it's just the old part of Marrakech. So that's my fear is the, the, the news outlets, when they show something, it creates a confusion between what they are showing versus what people thinking of what they're looking at. Mm. Um, yeah, you may be looking at villages, uh, but they're writing Marrakech or this or that. So people are really, really scared. So yeah. Um, well, that's a good point because, you know, most of your tours, there's not people going out to these remote villages which aren't particularly touristy. They're in Marrakesh, and as much as there's areas blocked off, yeah, a lot of it is still open. So when it comes to travel and the tourism, it doesn't really affect those villages anyway. No, it doesn't because I would say 99% of the time we don't have any itineraries uh, to those villages. Uh, we do uh, a Berber experience in Imlid. Uh, other than that, we can switch it. Uh, if we have it booked, we can switch it. And like I said, um, you know, I get calls, texts. Uh, hey, is my, my Riyadh still open? Is is my hotel affected? Most of them are not. We have not made any changes to any itinerary. And if we do so, we'll, we, we'll definitely reach out to the client and say, hey, you know, this Riyadh is not available or something happened. And we can switch it easy. It's not an issue at all. But so okay. far, I have not seen any of it. All the itineraries we have, they are 100% still valid, they are still good, and they are not in the affected areas. Um, okay. Just to give you an example, if, for example, I live in Houston, if you look at a zip code, I mean, the city is pretty big, but if you look at a zip code, 
when you say Houston, but it's that specific zip code. If you don't specify, people, they think the worst. They think the whole city is under water or flooded and stuff like that. And this happens mm -hmm. to me because when we have, you know, hurricanes and stuff like that or floods, my family sees it on TV, they freak out. They think the worst. And they call me yeah. and say, no, no, I'm, I live in this area. It's safe. What you guys are showing, what they are showing you, it's in the north side or, you know, the south side. I'm good where I'm at. It's just a lot of people, they don't know. And that's what creates the anxiety and the panic. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, people that have gone with us are sending us messages, their love mm -hmm. and support, and we're very grateful. People that have booked with us, the same. Uh, we're mm -hmm. very appreciative. Um, and they're asking how they can help. Uh, but also, mm -hmm. if you're planning to go to Morocco, go to Morocco. Uh, yeah. If you need help, reach out. If you you have questions, reach out to us. From the moment you get to Morocco, car driver, local guides, amenities, riyads, hotels, everything. We'll take care of it for you. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're here for you. Um, if you want to help um, with the earthquake in Morocco, you can travel to Morocco. And you help us and we help that community. And I mean, Ted, you have gone with us and a lot of the listeners and the viewers have gone with us. So they mm -hmm. see who we work with and the communities that we support and, you know, the, yeah. the parents and the families that we help. So, yeah, that's true. It really goes a long way. You know, when your driver um, or we had uh, Driss was our tour guide, tour director, and, you know, he talks about his family and his little yeah. house up in the in the mountains, I, yeah. I need to send him a message and see how he's doing. Yeah. But uh, that's just it. You really do make those local connections when, when you go with, with you guys. Absolutely. So it's important because, you know, I mean, this is all very new. It's very raw. But still, before long, you know, people will look to tourism as much as anything to bring to bring the dollars back for sure, but also yeah. to bring kind of the, the spirit, I think, and the energy and the, the joy that this country is still, it's still alive. It's still okay and as much as the damage is very intense and the casualties it's very intense but it's also quite localized because you think about it i mean all the places like casablanca and fez and tangier and and chef and so on they would have felt it but we haven't really heard of any damage there so they're very much still part of the itinerary and everything would yeah. be fine absolutely absolutely and you know marrakesh is still booming it's still buzzing there's a lot of tourists there's 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 a lot of foreigners there's uh, People are still enjoying the city. Um, you know, yeah. some part of it, obviously, because of the earthquake, it's shut down. But for the majority, uh, you cannot even tell. Um, and I want to talk about the Moroccan people. I want to talk about the Moroccan spirit. Yeah. Uh, it's live and well. Um, the people, the community, the way they, they stick together, the way they help each other, it's just, mm. it's beyond incredible. Uh, and I'm doing the same thing. And this... This is really what has motivated me to 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 get involved and, and to do something about it because I just I was a mess for the last couple of days. Oh, yeah, I was I paralyzed. I had no idea what to do, where to start. Yeah. But I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to go. So yeah. Good. Well, let's get into that because you know I know you've got a lot of messages, people asking, people have been on your tours, and and people listen to the show, and just in general, what can I do to help? Uh, what's the first step? And again, it's all very new here, but what are you starting to get lined up at this point where people can help? That's a very good question. Um, I, I've never been involved with entities to help with money or get money or what you call it, fundraiser or donations from anybody. Everything that I have done is just me taking care of everything silently. Right. I, don't, I don't even like to be mentioned or talked about. 
but this case is very different. Um, I have the contact information for the people uh, that I'm working with. Uh, they have their you know, associations bank account and mm -hmm. they can reach out to them directly. If they have any questions, they can reach out to, the, to me. They don't feel comfortable. I assure you, this is legit. It's not a scam. Uh, I'm not going to scam you. They're not going to scam you. These are my people. Uh, they grew up in front of me. Uh, we're all from the same village. Uh, and we're everywhere. We are in Morocco. We're outside Morocco. And, uh, you know, it's it's a good opportunity for us to uh, come as a team and work together as a team and make a difference in all these people's lives. Um, this is very near and dear to me. And it's very yeah. painful and it hurts. But I'll do whatever it takes for me. Uh, if I can help one person, I'm good. So, mm -hmm. so you've got a team of people. Is this your own kind of connection oh, yes. and network? Yes. Or, is this, or are you talking also about other organizations maybe that you're in touch with there? They, these guys, they, they reached out to me a few years ago. Uh, we are in Mizzou, we are in Berber. We're from the same village. They reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we want to do an association in, in, in the village. Um, and I said, okay, I'll help. Uh, and I did um, as much as I could. But one condition for me was I have to be, nobody needs to know. Uh, nobody can know that I am involved for many reasons. One of them is I don't want to sound in any negative way, but I want to, I mean it in the most positive way. When people, they see that you contribute and you do help, anywhere you go, they're going to start asking you for money. And I don't like that because it hurts. I want to help as much as I can, but sometimes I just cannot. Sure. Um, so that's why I, I do it behind the scene. Um, last time we did something was in 2021. Um, they reached out to me and said, hey, we have an idea. We want to do a caravan for Tluet. Mm -hmm. And they explained it to me. And I was like, okay. I mean, um, there were three other associations involved, plus mm -hmm. the host association in my village, plus me. Um, when I say me, it's it's really destination Morocco. Uh, mm -hmm. So, and they, they they had them separated into families. So, and I said I can do all the families in both villages. Uh, total seventy or seventy-four. I don't remember remember exactly the number. And they needed blankets. And okay. I said okay. So, but I just want to let you know, when we buy blankets through those, the network or the association, they are not retail price they are literally a wholesale price mm -hmm. so i think um it cost me probably around or less than ten dollars per blanket okay um that's how much it cost me and we were able to do that and i didn't tell anyone uh, for the longest time but <laughs> i don't mind sharing and i have to share this not in in, in terms of see what i have done no but in terms of to encourage other people to give yeah, uh, because uh, exactly so um and it went really really well i had pictures i had videos and i was extremely happy with it uh, yeah so, so now, are you looking at doing something like that again absolutely right uh, ted because a week ago unfortunately i i gathered the team again uh, i have different teams uh, this is the team for you know um you know just giving and stuff like that and this is what i have said to them um, part of our sales will go to help the village. Let's plan for 2024 and 2025. So we, we started the planning already. We have the agenda. We have the goals, everything. Now with the earthquake, it just kind of 
you know, accelerated the process for us to help. Mm -hmm. I have a list of villages with me um, that are mm -hmm. connectly uh, affected in the aspects of Marrakesh. There's a lots of them. Um, yeah. Just whatever they need, if they need clothes, if they need wh whatever they food, need. of course, or whatever things they need. for the furniture, yeah. Whatever they need. Okay. So, and the goal is, yeah, we're going to do it. Probably they said they want to start Wednesday. In a couple of days, they want to take the caravan, but it's going to be many caravans to go. Yeah. And we're not going to do just one. Uh, right. We'll do the first one, we'll do the second one, we'll do the third one. Yeah. Uh, because that's what it's going to take. I have the list of villages for me. Um, basically, I'm looking at 80 families that I'm going to support. Okay. Whatever they need. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very tough. It's very painful for those people. Um, the conditions, the way they live, it's very harsh. Mm -hmm. um, and if we can make a difference... Uh, because even there, if they if they don't have the casualties quite as much, being a little farther away, still a lot of damage. A lot of people lost their houses. Yeah, the, the, if we don't do anything about it, the casualties will start happening because of the yeah. side effect of the earthquake. Um, you know, now it's it's September. The, the weather is changing in the mountains. Now it's it, it's cold at night. Um, if you don't have blankets, you don't have cover. Trust me, eventually you'll get sick. So we have so many things planned for not just one village, but for all those villages. Uh, yeah. And if we talk in numbers, I mean, I can look at the list. It's not a complete list that I got, and it's getting bigger by, by, by the hour. So if you look at the, the number of people, we're talking probably 1,500 to 1,000 people. Okay. Well, so Spread uh, out in a whole number of villages then. That is correct, yes. Yeah. Some villages, I see they have 16 families. They need help. Some villages have 22. So the bigger the village, obviously, the bigger the number is going to be. But that's my commitment to them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, so it's, if people uh, listening want to contribute, what? how do they go about doing that? If they want to contribute, please give me some time to figure it out. Give me okay. a few days because I don't want to do it the wrong way. Okay, well, that's a good point. I mean, I'm glad you're open and, and honest about that. As again, once again, this is all just—it's all very new. It's all very raw. Yeah. So, what's important right now then is that you're starting to put the the process in place. Yes. And if people listening and watching, you know, want to contribute and help with your direct efforts to making an impact in that particular area and the villages around where you are from, which certainly are affected, yes. that information will come. I mean, hopefully within the next few days, it's all going to move very fast. So stand by, but there's going to be ways to, to help and contribute. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm very motivated and very inspired by the messages that I have received, by the calls, by the text messages, mm. the emails. I mean, people really, really care. Um, yeah. And we're very grateful. We are extremely yeah. grateful. Um, and... Uh, you know, if if you cannot even help with anything, you know, just spread the word. Maybe some some of your friends, maybe some of your family members can help. Um, yeah. And it's just, I mean, I received messages from. I mean, it just it's beyond incredible. It's, I mean, it's. I, well, especially um, for those of us who've been, you know, as I say, we've we've met the people. We can imagine, uh, and especially yeah. in Marrakesh, because you yes. guys are based yeah. there. So yeah. a lot of the all the tours really go there, and yeah. a lot of the kind of activity and focus revolves around there. So to yeah. think that this is the place that was so affected, and and we know the people, and we're thinking about them. So yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you. It's, uh, you know, uh, it, it's been tough for me. But it's been a lot, and it has been, and it will still be tough for a lot of the people that are affected directly yeah. with this. And we just want to make a difference. Uh, that's all we want to do. 
Well, that reminds me, let's, before we wrap up here, so again, this is all very unexpected, but the fact that we have coming up this week on uh, September 13th, which was a live question and answer about planning travel to Morocco, well, we're certainly going to change a lot of the focus on that. Now we're still going to have the event if people do want to join in live and participate and ask any questions. And of course, top of mind is going to be, well, what is the earthquake response? Uh, Maybe more updates about how things have evolved in the days since. And we'll talk a bit more about some of the opportunities to contribute and to help out So as things evolve. So we are still going to have that event. It's 12 noon Absolutely. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on, uh, on Wednesday the 13th. On Wednesday, yeah, the 13th, yes. Yeah, I, I got a lot of questions about that as well. So uh, people are already sending me questions that they want us to, to answer during the event. So okay. I'll, I'll definitely forward those to you, Ted. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We're going to do our best to get as many updates out there and maybe change our schedule here with the podcast, maybe do some shorter updates as things evolve. We'll still have regular episodes for sure. But um, yeah, as I say, it's all a very fluid situation, but uh, we're all working together here to, yeah, absolutely, to, uh, absolutely. to recover. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Ted. This means a lot to me. We'll uh, be back soon, I'm sure, with some more updates. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in and sending your thoughts and wishes. And uh, yeah, we'll have more information soon. Thank you. Thank you.